0: This is Courage Cast, faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, I am so excited because this man and I have a word in common it is courage. Welcome, Michael Anthony from courage com.
1: Hey, Eric, great to connect with you. And it's good to connect with a kindred spirit, whether it's through <laughs> you directly or your listener audience. Hello, everybody. Great to connect with you. Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for having me on your program. It's a real privilege.
0: Sure. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, I love this time and this day and age where you can create a podcast and start to have a voice pretty quickly mm-hmm. for what it is that we're doing. So it's... Uh, it's the pleasure's all mine. I don't remember how we got in contact. I think it might have been a publicist or something that said, "Hey, this guy has a book by your same title uh or at least uses the word courage and I think you should meet this man." And so, uh when I checked you out and went to matters.com, I was like, "This guy is we have kindred spirit." So, <laughs> a kindred spirit. So tell me a little bit about your background, you know, how you and uh, I, I know you're a pastor, you're a speaker, now you're an author. Um how'd you get, tell me a little bit about your story background. What are some key points that I should know?
1: Sure. Well, the biggest thing is fear has been a huge theme of my life. How about that? Hey, that's why I wrote a call for courage, living Mm -hmm. with power, truth, and love in an age of intolerance and fear, because I know about fear firsthand. And uh, I know that nobody is born courageous, Mm -hmm. but courage can be developed. Mm -hmm. So, I'm uh, an average guy in a lot of in a lot of ways and, and other ways I've gone through a lot of uncommon things. Uh, nearly kidnapped a couple times. What? Uh, nearly yeah, nearly died several times, almost died four times. Hmm. And uh, you know, concerned about the direction of our country, direction of our nation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think most people are. Most people are concerned from a variety of things that are happening in the caustic culture. Mm-hmm. and uh, just looking for solutions like everybody else, and that's why I wrote A Call for Courage. It's a manual to show the average person how to live with power, truth, and love in today's age of intolerance and fear.
0: So what have you learned from your own experience that you can teach others regarding facing your fears and overcoming fear so that we can change our culture?
1: Well, the biggest thing is that fear is common to everybody. There are just different levels of fear. And because of that, courage is something that will always overcome fear and it's something that can be learned. It's something that can be developed. There are specific things that people can do in their own life to overcome fear. And that's that's why I wrote A Call for Courage the way I did in brief chapters with practical action steps that anybody could take immediately. So when mm-hmm. you, you pick up the book and you dive in, it begins the process of your personal transformation. So – Fear is common, but the good news is that courage can overcome fear and it can be learned
0: so uh, when I go to couragematters.com, dot com your website it, it allows you to download the first chapter for free. What yes. are some things that they can even get someone can get from just even the first chapter what are some What is a nugget or two that when you read that first chapter that uh, that we can learn?
1: Well, even beforehand, the foreword that you can get as well, that that's for free, is from George Barna, who's a huge fan. I'm um, a huge fan of his. Mm-hmm. Love his work and love what he's contributed. The the thing that people – what will happen when they read chapter one is it will set the stage. People have said we pre-released this to a small uh, test group, so to speak. And they said I couldn't put it down. Mm-hmm. The moment I picked it up, I could not put this book down. It It surprised me at how practical it is. It challenged me and it encouraged me. How you could simultaneously challenge me and convict me while Mm. encouraging me, I don't know how, (laughs) and that's the whole way that I wrote the book. I wrote it with the reader in mind. We're hearing a lot today from talking heads, you know, watching talking heads, listening to them, and everybody's talking about how bad things are. I wanted to encourage people. I wanted to show people that, hey, here are some specific things that you can be encouraged about that... Uh, Even though you're going to be challenged, at the end of that challenge, there's always going to be an encouragement with practical things you can do. So the first chapter is called Blinders, and it talks about how the average person in the United States of America has imposed a a self-affixed imposition of blinders where we're either not paying attention to what's happening around us at this very key time in, in United States history or we've become too numb Because of the constant onslaught of negative headlines, negative news, Debbie Downer things every time we turn around. And that self-affixed set of blinders is what's destroying our ability to live with what I call humble courage.
0: Mm -hmm. What does that mean? What does humble courage mean?
1: Humble courage is learning how to live with truth and love. In the divine equation, it's not we're not called in Ephesians 4 to speak the truth. We're called to speak the truth in love. And both parts are necessary. Both ingredients are necessary for the divine equation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Humble courage is the byproduct of speaking truth, living truth, and love. When mm-hmm. we do both, we're walking in courageous humility, humble courage. And that's mm-hmm. what A Call
0: for Courage, my book, is about. So... Do you want to, do you want to go through, I'm curious, mm-hmm. applying that to some of the very divisive issues of the day. Right. Can you, can right. you kind of, I'll let you pick one that mm-hmm. um, might be kind of sure. something that people are wanting to talk about. Like You uh, don't want to beat around the bush, do you? No, we're going, dude, I don't, we don't <laughs> got time for that. Let's get into it. What do you? What do you, no. you? You pick it. You pick the topic, and tell me what humble courage looks like. Sure. Well, the whole book
1: is about various examples. There's a whole chapter entitled "How to Handle," uh, "How to Handle Racist," hashtag haters, and many folks in between. So I address that whole topic head on. I has a chapter called "Intolerance: The New Tolerance." That you know, tolerance is all the buzz these days. We yes. have to be tolerant, tolerant, tolerant. Unless you're a person of faith, unless you're a person who embraces conservative, evangelical, biblical, traditional Judeo-Christian values, then we don't want to hear from you. (laughs) Sit down, shut up. We don't want to hear from you. So I call that reverse intolerance. Mm -hmm. So intolerance toward people of faith and historic Judeo-Christian values. Intolerance has become the new tolerance. And the average person needs to learn. The average person of faith needs to learn. I don't have to sit down and shut up about my faith. I don't have to be intimidated. God didn't call me to sit on the sidelines and watch other people run the ball down the field. God called me into his game, and it's not a game that we're playing here in the United States. It's God's kingdom that we're called to build. So reverse intolerance is one of the things that I address. I address the separation of church from state myth. I don't know if you want to talk about that at all, but I address this church separation of church yep. from state myth oh. that mm-hmm. many of us have um, uh, imposed upon ourselves, people of faith have imposed upon ourselves. And I help people deal with um, the, the caustic culture in our in our in our country that has developed that many people of faith have just given up on standing up, speaking out. That was the original title of the book, How to Stand Up and Speak Out in a Sit-Down-Shut-Up World. Uh-huh. But uh, I, I like the, the final title better, A Call for Courage, Living with Power, Truth, and Love in an Age of Intolerance yeah. and Fear. Yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting that we're talking today because today, uh, Billy Graham... Uh, passes Mm -hmm. away um and uh, we had we had the schedule for at least a week so no way could we have known that but i think that he was someone that um really was a man of humble courage seemed to be especially in his time when Mm -hmm. he was very much a voice uh Mm -hmm. for christianity in in uh, in our in that time um you know that time that he was very active but um you know, so let's let's go back to let's go back to the first topic um, that mm-hmm. was really intriguing to me, um, and I'm blanking out on it right now. But I remember thinking, oh, I was intrigued by that. I want to get into that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you
1: talk to haters, yeah, anything? racists, haters, oh, yeah.
0: yeah, and the fact that if you're a Christian, uh, mm-hmm. you basically are not tolerated, but mm-hmm. everyone else, you're supposed to. We're supposed to tolerate everyone else. Right. So um, how do you walk with humble courage mm-hmm. and and stand against mm-hmm. uh, people as a as – because a, that is a hard thing to do. Uh, yes, people don't it's want big, to get into an argument. It's the
1: biggest challenge today that we're facing because yeah. one of the big mantras that we hear is Jesus didn't judge, Jesus didn't judge, Jesus didn't judge. And I actually wrote – there's a whole chapter in the book called Did Jesus Judge?, and I'm not going to tell you what my conclusion is other than this. He absolutely did judge. And anybody who's going to follow Jesus must be a judge of your own character and then and the overflow, the character of other people. And so every chapter in the book, if I'm going to talk about hashtag haters, you know, how to handle racists and hashtag haters and, and many people in between, which is one of the chapters in the book. I also have to talk about the chapter Did Jesus Judge? because the whole book, each chapter dovetails into the next. That's why people say they can't put it down. And so what people need to know is that once you realize – once once you read the chapter on did Jesus judge and you're absolutely convinced that Jesus did judge. I mean I was going to be a criminal trial attorney uh-huh. before I saved. And so I approach this book as if I was arguing a case to make it absolutely lock, stock and barrel, l- locked down, that irrefutable. Yeah. Once you get done with the chapter, did Jesus judge, you'll take a breath, of sigh of relief. You'll say, now I understand that I am to judge my own life. The Bible from Genesis to Revelation is – the entire book is a book on – Thoughts and attitudes and motives and behavior, the whole thing is a book about judgment. And so when I begin to use the Bible as the, the book, the moral compass for my own life, then I'm in a position to speak to the ills that are happening in society. I can address haters in a diplomatic way, not in a diabolical way. We don't have to resort to their tactics. And that's one of the things I go through extensively in A Call for Courage. You can be diplomatic Mm-hmm. you can be kind you know one of these things eric you know people think well a lot of christians feel guilty because they're nice to people and they feel well if i'm nice to somebody who doesn't share my opinion or my lifestyle i'm agreeing with their behavior and you're not all you're doing is simply being nice mm-hmm. and that's a good thing
0: jesus was nice even when he mm. judged people uh, well uh, would you say he was nice or would you say he was kind because uh, was, he wasn't always nice. He didn't seem to, to me to always be nice.
1: Well, I think he was always just. He was
0: always and just.
1: In, okay. Jesus was always in a position that no mere mortal is in. Yeah. He could speak. He always spoke justly. You know, even when he fashioned the yes. cord, the, the whips mm-hmm. and yes. chased out the money. When he called the Pharisees yeah. whitewashed tombs, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. dead
0: men's bones. He could say that because he was Jesus. But people wouldn't categorize that as being nice today.
1: No, that would be true. That mm-hmm.
0: would be, he's speaking the truth.
1: Yeah. We, we on the other hand, have to be a little bit more careful because we're not God incarnate. Right. And that's right. why Ephesians 4 is very important for the average person to remember today. We're, we're called to speak the truth in love, mm-hmm. not one or the other, but both. And that's, that's what I help people learn yeah. how to do in the, in the journey of the book.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, what are some core things that uh, encompass... Love in the face of adversity, or when someone opposes you and starts mm-hmm. to throw, because I've seen this. Um, I follow somebody on Twitter whose music I really like, but whose political opinions I completely disagree with. And he mm-hmm. hates Christians. <laughs> like he yeah. seems to really get down. Anytime somebody badmouths him or says something negative about him, he'll look at their profile and he'll say, Oh, of course, somebody who claims to be a follower of Jesus. Again, you know, badmouthing me, blah, 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 on Twitter. Um, so what do you say to a person like that? How do you, how do you deal with, with someone like that? Well, number one,
1: we're not out to win people's popular opinion of ourselves, right? We're out to glorify God and to represent him well. Yeah. The average person today is struggling between personal opinion and being accepted by people. Mm -hmm. and speaking the truth and living the truth. You have to make up your mind which one you're going to do. Are you going to glorify God and speak the truth lovingly, or are you going going to be out on a popularity contest for yourself? Those two can't mutually coexist. Jesus said, unless you hate your own life, your own mother, father, family, you cannot be my disciple. And that seems to be divorced today from Western Christianity, that the idea of denying yourself, taking up your cross daily, and we need to identify with Jesus and be more sold out for his kingdom and his kingdom agenda than our own personal comfort and convenience. You know, social media, which I call anti-social media, it's it's really baked into our fabric, this subtle undercurrent. Even if you're not on social media, people today, they're, they're living on steroids where we're more concerned with the opinions of people than we are the opinions of God. Yeah, and if we concern ourselves with the opinion of God, then we'll please the people we need to please. Yeah. And those people we don't please, it doesn't matter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So if it doesn't matter that we please others, because then what what social media enables us to do is it enables us uh, to, especially uh, in, in arenas on social media where we can make up our own screen names and don't have to put our real name. Um, mm-hmm. We're pretty, we're pretty able to have less of a filter and say what we really think. Yeah. Um, so there's a danger, though, in that, in that, not everything that we think is born from a Holy Spirit-led motive. In right. other words, we are in our flesh like big time in that mm-hmm. in that moment many times. So. What, you know, as a a Christian, when we deny ourselves and we need to um, uh, die to ourselves uh, on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, what does that look like in social media? Should we even be involved in social media or Mm -hmm. are there other arenas that we might be better equipped to discuss Mm -hmm. the issues of the day?
1: I think you're asking an excellent question, and the jury is still out on that in my personal life, to be honest with you. I've got a a good Facebook following, uh, but I try to use it to point people to Christ, try to encourage people and challenge people. You know, here's the problem that we're facing. It's not just social media. The average teenager today spends more time on a computer, a tablet, a smartphone, gaming, or television than they do sleeping. That is... Is alarming because if you ignore your children, they will go away. Yeah. And what yeah. I, what I mean by that is that if a parent guardian is not actively engaged in the discipleship process, mentoring your children, they're going to go and get discipled by somebody else. You'd never hand a loaded gun to somebody who doesn't know the first thing about gun safety. Well, we're doing that through social media with children and teenagers yeah. and devices yeah. throughout, without them being, um, you know, monitored, without teaching somebody morals and basic etiquette so what's happening is on social media people are, are practicing bad etiquette like you said hiding behind pseudonyms false you know identities and you're texting things you'd never say to somebody's face yeah say things posting things you'd never say in person but then we're having a hard time i think walking away from the social media aspect and engaging again in the real world and it's making our culture very caustic so this is why people need to learn how do you live in this world that you know, social media is not going away tomorrow, what I call anti-social media? We're going to have to live with the consequences of that. Even if you're not on social media, you're going to be affected by the negativity and the gossip and the slander and the passive-aggressive behavior that is now seeping into society. So people need to learn how to live with courage and not to be intimidated into sitting down and shutting up and that's what that's what i help address aggressively and practically in a call for courage.
0: Mhm. Okay. Well, you know, we could talk about this for a, a long time and and um it sounds to me like you pretty much lay it all out um from beginning to end. Uh, what that's are people right, going what are people going to what are people going to um come away with in terms of um what what sorts of weapons or armor or because a lot of times, you know, the, um, putting that, putting on the armor of God, a lot of it is a very defensive, um, Mm -hmm. putting on of armor, but there are some aggressive putting on of armor. I'm, I'm going to guess that knowing the word of God is going to be a big part of it, but, um, huge huge Mm -hmm. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but God made us also very unique. Each one of us has a a different way of communicating and creating and, um, Mm -hmm. So what are some tenets and principles that you would – that people will come away with?
1: Well, the big thing in the book, the whole premise of the book is that courage is not something that anybody is born with. Yeah, It's the thing that anybody can develop if they want to develop it. Mm-hmm. And A Call for Courage is a book about – that shows people how to live mm-hmm. with power, truth, and love in an age of intolerance and fear. One of the favorite parts that I have in the book is actually the appendix, which helps us understand, Eric, you mentioned knowing the Bible is important. One of the premises in the book is that it's not just knowing the Bible, it's putting it into practice. And the appendix is entitled, Ten Signs You Might Be Morphing Into a Pharisee. Mm -hmm. There were 6,000 Pharisees in Jesus' day, and he didn't pick one of them to be among the 12 apostles. That, to me, when when that really uh, became an eye-opening moment for me, changed my life. So the average evangelical conservative Christian has a lot in common with a Pharisee already in that we believe the Bible. We know a lot lot of the Bible, large portions of it, but so did the Pharisees. And Jesus didn't use them and couldn't use the, the overwhelming majority of them in his day. And so one of the things that people will get in the book is they'll be challenged to activate their faith, to put the Bible into action. I show you how to do that. And I show you how, on a day-to-day basis, to develop courage in your personal life, in your family, and in your church. Mm-hmm. That this is, this is a book designed to spark a personal revolution of courageous humility in your life, your family, your church, and the nation. Mm-hmm. That's why I wrote A Call for Courage.
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I can—I mean, I, I we formed the Courageous Community, and I can see why— um mm-hmm. I, that's exactly my intent is to, to form courage uh, and make courage a part of your daily daily walk be aware mm-hmm. when you are faced with the choice to give in to fear or to face it and overcome it um mm-hmm. you know this happens moment by moment mm-hmm. day by day and courage is something that is developed it, it's almost it's a discipline it's a discipline that happens when, uh, which is rooted in a relationship and an ear to the Lord, because it says in many scriptures, but Psalm twenty-seven fourteen 14 is an example, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart, mm-hmm. which means have courage and wait for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, are there some verses that, that speak to you specifically to this uh, topic?
1: Well, I think that's a great one. That's my wife's, one of my wife's favorite verses. She mm-hmm. loves Psalm 27. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's uh, the apostles when they say in the book of Acts, we must obey God rather than man. Mm-hmm. They're great examples of courageous humility. You see them being respectful in their defiance throughout the book of Acts. I'm finishing up a verse-by-verse series through the entire book of Acts expository preaching. And the thing that I was impressed about is they maintain their integrity. They maintain their diplomacy. Mm-hmm. while they're speaking very boldly for the Lord without compromise. And so I love that passage of Scripture, we must obey God rather than man. That's that's uh, one of the driving forces behind the book, A Call for Courage.
0: I think there's a spirit in that in the Old Testament as well, like uh, the story of Joseph and Daniel. Uh, mm-hmm. bo- both exhibited humble courage in this mm-hmm. process, um, uh, even forgiveness in this process, Mm. Uh, of walking through yet they were able to stand their ground in the midst of tremendous adversity and they mm-hmm. had to wait on the lord for yeah. uh for that as well so that's very interesting yeah study of acts would be a tremendous do you include mm-hmm. some of that in your book
1: in the book i do i mm-hmm. do talk about i talk about there's a whole chapter called heroes and underdogs yeah. chapter 3 yeah And I talk about all of the major Bible characters who overcame adversity, who were fighting against the odds that God raised up, and how we love to hear those stories or love to read about them. And then we close our Bibles, and then we go on as if they were exceptions, Mm -hmm. not examples. And in that chapter in particular, I help the reader understand that, listen, these are here, these stories of these great exploits that defeated the odds, that overcame the odds. They're not there because they're exceptional people. They're not there because they were special people. They're there because they are examples of how anybody, God can use anybody. If God could speak through Balaam's donkey, he can speak through anybody. He does it through me every Sunday, okay? He does it through me every Sunday, Eric. If God can speak through Balaam's donkey, he can use anybody. Yeah. And that whole chapter, Heroes and, and Underdogs, is a great, inspiring chapter to help people stand up and speak out. God can use you we're the only lumps of clay that god has to use in his pottery barn it's you it's me anybody
0: yeah but who's gonna listen to me michael who's gonna listen to me my little voice my you know i I don't i mean yeah okay i might have some opinions but gosh is it really worth it i'm just kind of playing with you there but is it really is it really worth it do i really need to have another argument or go to war with people
1: I think that's a great example. A lot of times we're we're at war with people, not because we asked for it, not because we fired the first shot, but because we're being fired upon. Yeah. I would go back to the yeah. book, of, book of Acts where they realized that these were unschooled, ordinary men, but they had been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Being with Jesus will compensate for a lack of education, no alphabets after your name, no titles before your name. They realized that these were unschooled, ordinary men, but... They had been with Jesus and Jesus took 12 ordinary men and started a movement with those men. And we are recipients, beneficiaries of that movement, even to this day. So again, the Bible is a book of examples and it shows us that yes, if you believe, if you will make yourself available and put your hand to the plow and not look back over your shoulder to see who's following, God can and will use you.
0: What happened to you early on in your life that might be the greatest driving force for you standing up for courage and and fighting for this cause?
1: you know that's a good question. Uh, fear has been an overcoming fear has been a, a theme of my life when I was about four four years old, five years old. I was riding my tricycle in Riverdale, New Jersey, and uh, this car pulled up and Classic line, guy opens the car door and says, Hey, little boy, you want some candy? I ran away. About a couple of days later, a week later or so, same car pulls up. Now a woman's in the car. They're both wearing dark glasses. He opens up the car door. There's a revolver on the seat. Hmm. And he says, Get in the car. A little wow. bit more at that point. So he says, Get in the car. I ran away. I guess for some reason, four year old, nobody had coached me. You know, back then, abductions weren't as popularly discussed as they are nowadays, you know? Yeah. And uh, a few days after that, I hadn't shared with my parents, but my neighbors did. A few days after that, the police came to my house, caught the man in the back of our house carrying a large yellow sack, big enough to put me in it. Wow. I, yeah, I identified him. And then not long after that, we moved from that location. We moved mm-hmm. to a different location. Wow. So that was a formative thing. I almost died four times. I had, I'm a cancer survivor. had a softball-sized tumor wrapped around my superior vena cava. That's near the Anagata DeVita, by the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, um, I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> all the blood vessels in the center of your chest. I had a softball-sized tumor wrapped around and wow, ne- nearly died. And uh, so I had to figure out how can I live with courage regardless of what's being thrown at me. And by the grace of God, uh, I'm here now. God used those experiences to help me write A Call for Courage. People have asked me how long it took me to write, really, as long as I've been alive. And um, now I offer the book to anybody who struggles with fear, anybody who feels like they're being intimidated, anybody who feels that the culture has become too caustic. It's a handbook to help people stand up, speak out, live with humble courage for such a time as this. You can develop your courage if you want to. And A Call for Courage is the book to help you.
0: Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, this is uh, this is great. I'm I'm. Uh, I understand you're starting a podcast called Courage Matters. It mm-hmm. should be out Courage soon.
1: Matters podcast. Yep. Yeah. Courage Matters podcast. The Courage Matters app is going to be coming out next week, and uh, we're going to be using the hashtag #hashtag Suso. Stands for Stand Up Speak Out. Where I'm going to be doing regular videos, teaching people, training people. How does a person of faith? As a person who embraces historic Judeo Christian values, stand up and speak out with humble courage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do brief videos, instructional videos that people can listen to, watch on their smartphone, um, on the website, couragematters.com, just to train people, to encourage people that you can develop courage. And so uh, it's a privilege, it's a privilege to be able to talk with you. You know, if people want to get the book. Can I let them know where to pick up the book? Go ahead. Yeah, they just go to matters dot com. Imagine that, and they can download <laughs> uh, the foreword, the endorsements, uh, the first chapter of the book for free if they pre-order the book by March thirteenth. We're giving away a boatload of other freebies: uh, free audio program, setting keys for going deeper with God, access to a webinar with me where they can ask questions, interact about the book, and uh, all they need to do, you know, I, a lot of outlets now: Amazon, Barnes and Noble christianbook.com they're offering it for 30 percent or more off yeah so all they need to go do is go to Chris, go to a courage click on get the book and you can find out all the outlets where it's available and pick up the book
0: i love it i love it and there's some free ebooks uh on and audios on the home page as well uh how to stand up and speak out in a sit down shut up world mending the weakest links family work life that's good uh, and then major seven major areas of your life: setting goals, setting and achieving goals. Good stuff, really good stuff. So I'm going to download all three of those now and enjoy those uh, as well. So go to couragematters.com, get the book "A Call for Courage" by Michael Anthony, and uh, get download even just download the first chapter for free. Um, mm-hmm. I want to encourage all of my courageous community. A lot. Of, I want. I wish I could count how many times courage or courageous was mentioned in this podcast mm-hmm. episode. I bet it's a record.
1: <laughs> I love that. You got a courageous community, man. I need to, how, how do I get, how do I become a part of that? courageous? Community? I, I need to develop my courage. How, how do I get to be a part of
0: that? You got to go to Facebook and search courageous community and, uh, and add yourself and I'll, or, or I can add you if I was your friend, but I can't add exactly. you unless I'm your friend on Facebook. But, so it's just a cool. Facebook community. It's fantastic.
1: That was, fantastic. That's good. Well, good for you, man. You're doing a great work.
0: Thanks. I love to connect with, you said you had a community on Facebook too, right?
1: Yeah, my Facebook page is uh, Courage Matters. Imagine that. Hey. It's good. Facebook.com forward slash Courage Matters. That's me. And i uh-huh. uh, love to okay. you know, encourage people. Yeah.
0: I'll add myself there. Was your gift by any chance the gift of exhortation when you took a spiritual gifts test? <laughs> 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 I'm just curious. Is um, That's a serious question.
1: Well, uh, I'm laughing because um, – you know, I wrote the book as if it was the last book I'd ever get to write. I uh-huh. try to preach every message as if it's the last message I ever get to preach. I'm doing this podcast as if it's the last time I'd ever get an opportunity to encourage somebody, to challenge somebody, to inspire somebody. So yes, exhortation is one of my spiritual gifts. And I'm just trying to be faithful in using it, just like you are, yeah. just like your listeners are. It's just about trying to make the most of what God's given us while we still have the time.
0: Yeah. And that's what yeah that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. well, Michael Anthony, thank you so much for being on the Courage cast. It's been an awesome time just getting to know you and I'd love to come on. Have you come on? It's at times when um sure. you know important issues come up or specific things come up that uh mm-hmm. that where we need to kind of address what's happening in society today. How can we as Christians uh, as yeah. followers of Christ really um, uh deal with and and handle? these issues publicly so that we can glorify god in the process but okay, be able to stand cool. up for truth
1: i'd love it it's a real privilege to be on your podcast you have all these people that you could choose from and the fact that you decided to have me on it's a tremendous privilege eric and you're doing a great work i wish you tremendous sex uh i wish you <laughs> success can you edit that can you edit?
0: i, I oh, can't I I can, but i might want to just leave it in because uh <laughs> i'll take that wish i appreciate well, it yes i married? yes well, i am I wish
1: you tremendous uh, intimacy your tremendous godly intimacy <laughs> with your wife how about that <laughs> <laughs> but i also wish you tremendous success as well
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you so much thanks for the laugh i appreciate it um michael um thanks for modeling humble courage too for all of us okay, okay. take care you. god bless you too Bye.